previously on Growing Up Gilmore. Well, and they have like a little canopy in the back. She says, this is for Cinnamon's private time. He sometimes he likes to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I just love it. Being Rory's age and not being able to flirt because I feel like she was flirting. No. Uh, in high she school. She was pregnant at 16. Oh yeah, you're right. So she knew That's the premise flirt. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Patrick Dempsey. I think I even called him like the Dollar General Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, this is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. We are back for episode six of season one, Rory's Birthdays. This is a great episode. I had so much fun watching this one. And we were originally going to record it two weeks ago, but we were so burnt out. I think after cooking three different recipes and recording two other episodes and decided, no, this episode deserves like our attention to detail like we like to give you guys. So we decided we would wait and give ourselves a week break and come back and we're refreshed and ready to dive in. So Elise, take it away with the writer and director for this episode. Sure, I'm going to start with the director. It is uh, Sarah Pia Anderson. Um, I'm just going to go recap her more known uh, TV shows that she's directed. She has directed a lot. But she is directed for ER, Grey's Anatomy, Big Love, 90210. Wait. Big love. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this know. is so funny. Backstory and yeah. totally unrelated to Gilmore Girls, so feel free to fast forward. But when Elise and I first started about doing a podcast, it was because I had been watching Big Love uh-huh. for the first time and I became obsessed with Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> I watched like many things that he did and I was like, we need to do like a deep dive on Bill Paxton and we talked about it at length, but we just could never get it where we wanted it to be. And I was like, maybe we need to start with something that you and I Mm -hmm. are comfortable with and like within our realm. So that's why we decided to do Gilmore Girls. But man, Big Love was kind of like the the birth child, the origin of us wanting to create a podcast. And there will be a Bill Paxton podcast. Yeah, we will get to that point. I think we just need to get through like our comfort with like editing and recording and like get feel like we are more established before we come at the world with like this bizarro <laughs> like topic. But I love me some Bill Paxton. Yeah, and Big Love is um it's a weird show. Right. I love it because I feel like I was a sister wife in another life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, you know, yeah. And we don't, I could talk about big love forever. So let's not get what's even what's started. Disrupting? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, uh, 90210. Okay. The original, like nineties. This is us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is. Got a little That's bit of, recent. Yeah. It's also a little tie-in to Oh, Gilmore true. Girls. With Jess. Yep. yep. With Jess. Good Girls. Oh, I loved Good Girls and then I didn't. I know. Me too. Um, the L Word, Generation Q. Did you watch the... Uh, I've never, I haven't watched the Wait, new Wait, is L-word. Generation Q the new one? Yeah, I haven't okay. watched the new one yet. I haven't watched the new one either. I'm, I would, I would though. 
Oh yeah, I loved the original. I know, me too. And then um, this was written by Amy Sherman Palladino. Great. We know a lot about her, so I'm not going to go too much into that. But yeah. I just wanted to give a little cool back, like a little tip. Not oh a tip, yeah, like, like a, a fact. fact a okay, fun, fun fact. fact. Okay. Um, she was a classical ballet dancer before she started writing for Roseanne. Really? Yeah, she tried out for Cats. I love Cats. Yeah, she got a call back for Cats. Um, her mom was a dancer. Her dad was a comedian. I love that. Yep. That's awesome. So that's just uh, not to like be like Amy Sherman Palladino. We don't need to explore her, but you know. We should. I think it's good to learn a little bit about them. So I'll try to give you a fun fact if it's ever written by Amy or um, Dan. I'll try to find fun facts for it in the future. No, I think that's great. And we were just talking because uh, if you follow Lauren Graham still, she did just come out with a new book. Mm -hmm. Elise, you started listening to it. Did you finish it? I haven't because it's only four hours and something. I can't remember how Oh, long. yeah, it's, you it's could finish short. that in a day. Yeah, because yeah. my last book, I think, was eight hours. So that took my whole shift at work, um, which I liked. So now I'm kind of spacing it out, but I like it a lot, this new one. Okay, I haven't really started it yet, so I'm very curious. But I'm excited to see what, it, what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I know she did a recent live interview with, I think she was talking with Amy Sherman Palladino recently. So, and I haven't seen that yet. So I want to watch that too, actually. Yeah. 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 So we will, we'll probably end up discussing that yeah. throughout as we get closer to a year in the life, which will be many years from now <laughs> because we have a lot to do still. But I always like when they revisit that and kind of talk about, yeah. you know, how know important it was. In this book, I she does say in it that this isn't going to be super Gilmore Girls related. Yeah. So it's not going to be a ton in there about it, but uh, I love Lauren Graham and I think she's a great storyteller. So. Well, and I think Lauren Graham has so much of Lorelai in her that even if it's not about Gilmore Girls, you still feel like you're Mm -hmm. talking to Lorelai. Yeah, that's what she said in the book. She wants. She's like, I want to continue our conversation. Like we're still together. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love her. Like if like she's like to all her fans or to the fans of the show. She's like, I want to continue on. Like, we're still... Yeah. I don't know. I'm not as eloquent as her, but you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Y'all know what I mean. Our episode opens with Friday Night Dinner. And have we opened with Friday Night Dinner the last... We did. Cinnamon's Wake we did. Yep. And before that was The Deer Hunters. I don't believe we opened with Friday Night Dinner for that one. I don't think so. But I like when we start with Richard and Emily. I just think I like, it's fun. I do. I like how when they open with a, a dinner. Mm-hmm. Because we always catch them like in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to hear like the banter back and forth between them. And Emily, gosh, Kelly Bishop just has excellent delivery uh-huh. with everything she says. She does. But they're, she's getting into this story about how this lawyer is coming to refresh their will. And she says um, they want to make sure that Rory gets what she likes and that if there's something she likes, she can put a post-it on it. And I laughed so hard when I watched this because my grandmother did the exact same thing. Yes. And I'm like, why do grandparents do this? 
She gave me post-it notes and then was like, if there's something you want, just put your name on it. I can't believe that. That's hilarious. Yeah. But why do they do that? I mean, I get they have way more expensive stuff because Richard was like, take the desk. Like, it's a really nice desk. Mm -hmm. And then the whole like theme of this episode is this freaking pudding that Emily serves she serves pudding for dessert, and Lorelai is so thrown off by it. Yeah, because, like, she, Emily doesn't like pudding. Yeah, and pudding is, like, a quote-unquote fun dessert. Mm-hmm. So she's like, why are you serving pudding? But, so that kind of follows this episode. Yeah. It becomes a thing, the pudding situation. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Rory getting the pudding and saying, oh, I love this dish. And Emily's like, oh, you like it? Put a post-it note on it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like so funny that it's like an older person thing that they're just like, oh, you know, I'm going to die. So yeah, it's just like, they're it. ready for it. Like, here you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's a funny dynamic that Richard and Emily have that they, they care, but they're still very business at yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. After the credits, we are with Lorelai and Rory placing post-it notes on things in the living room. Emily asks Rory what she would like to have special for dinner next week because her birthday falls on a Friday. And there's this like awkward moment where Rory's like, oh, actually. And Lorelai's like, go say goodbye to your grandfather and grandma and I are going to talk. And Lorelai tries to get Emily to switch their dinner night to be Saturday instead, but she won't explicitly say that they're having a party for Rory on Friday. And I don't know if that's because she doesn't want Emily to come or if she wants to keep her Stars Hollow life separate still. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's not so much about whether Emily comes or not and Richard or keeping it separate. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that it's because it lands on the Friday. Yeah. And she wants to, and and Rory wants to do it at Stars Hollow where it's homey. Right, right. It's her comfort level. Yeah. Yeah. With all the people. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Emily would not cave. And now she's having a party at Emily and Richard's on Friday night. And then her big Stars Hollow party on Saturday night and Rory gets a little uncomfortable and she says is it going to be like a big deal and Lorelai makes jokes about the Pope coming Barbara Streisand coming Jim Morrison coming you know alluding that it probably will be a big deal Mm -hmm. and it's it goes back to bringing Rory to the club and how that was such an important event because They've never gotten to show their granddaughter off before. It follows that same suit, but it does end up backfiring later in the episode. Yeah. I mean, it has a major consequence for Emily. Yeah, this goes back to almost a couple episodes ago where this is how Emily shows her love. Mm-hmm. It's her uh, love language. Yep. And it's not everyone else's love language. Right. And so it goes back to that, like, do we accept that that's her love language and play along or do we still draw a boundary and mm-hmm. say, we understand that's your love language, but can you meet us in the middle? Yep. So I think this is going to introduce 
Emily learning how to be more empathetic with other people's love languages Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because not everyone wants a huge party. I know I would not want that. No, no. And I think too, this is such a great Emily episode. We get a lot more Emily in this episode and we see her like genuinely wanting to be a part of their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so crucial and we'll talk more about it, but this little scene really sets the tone for the episode. Yeah. And to back it up, because Rory does want a big party. It's just with stars, hollows people. Not with a bunch of people she doesn't know. She doesn't want to be showed off. She wants us to celebrate with She wants to be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to establish that as I know that she has a big party. Yeah, yeah. With the stars, hollow people. Stars, hollow is home. That's what she knows. That's her comfort level. She's not comfortable around, like all these Chilton people and the club and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yes, that is a very small part of her, but she is stars hollows, like royalty, you know, she's very important to those people. Homecoming queen. Yeah. Yeah. Town mascot. Yeah. Town mascot. Yes. And, uh, with Emily too, I also wanted to point out that's her job in life basically is to throw parties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is kind of the first glimpse that we get to see of that too. Yeah, absolutely. Because they go, as everybody knows, it goes much further into that's Emily's Mm -hmm. job is throwing parties. Right, right. Yeah, and I think we get to see like that level of stress that comes with that and the expectations that Emily then sets on other people to perform or to meet her expectations that she set for herself mm-hmm. as well. And in fact, she's so excited because it's like, oh, this is about my granddaughter. This is about somebody I like love. And I can like, I got to do this one up real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just doesn't yeah. get that. This is not great for Rory. Yeah, no. And I will, we can get into that when yeah. that scene happens, but yeah, it does set us up big time to know that this is going to be quite the affair. Yeah. We are now at the Independence Inn with Suki and Lorelai, and we were talking about how this episode feels like we have a lot more smaller vignettes than like longer storylines until we get to the actual birthday party itself. Mm -hmm. And in this little scene, they're discussing the importance of the pudding because that means that Emily actually listened to them and made something that they both enjoy and how important that is and how Lorelai is like trying to figure out what that means and if it means something bigger is coming. And they're interrupted by Jackson who comes in. He's figured out how to cross-pollinate and makes a, what does he call it? Oh, shoot. A rasquat? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. My mind went to cumberry. It's like, that's not it. And so like a kumquat. Yeah, <laughs> it's a raspberry and a kumquat. They think it's genius, it's delicious, whatever. And Michelle comes in to interrupt them. And th- that's pretty much the entire scene. Uh-huh. But it's a nice little catch up with Suki and seeing Jackson. And it kind of breaks up the flow of everything. Yes, and I did notice something kind of cool. When Jackson comes in with those... Um, Come berries. <laughs> Just kidding. The rasquats. He goes to Lorelai and he goes, close your eyes and open your mouth. And she goes, mm, who are you talking to? And she directs him over to Sookie. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really sly. Mm-hmm. It's like she knows 
I'm sure she has feelers out for that stuff like way before. He's like, she's like, who are you talking to? It's like, she knows Sookie likes him and they've never discussed it yet. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. Sookie likes him. Yeah. That happens pretty soon though. Yeah, it does. I can't wait. I know. I know. (laughs) But it's a cute scene. What I love about this show is that you do get attached to the smaller characters too. And it's such a great way to like break up what's happening like big picture wise Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a b plot story Mm -hmm. it's just like what's going on in suki and jackson's world right now and it's such a small thing but i don't feel like it derails like the big picture for the episode so it's like a little nice taste of the outside world too and we also get to see like michelle we get to see it. We get to explore him a little bit more because she's like, Rory's birthday is on Saturday, so think of excuses. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to be out of town. She's like, oh, you used that last time. And yeah. she's like, party starts at 7. He's like, okay. Yeah, presence is mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. And you, he does want to go. He's oh, just, absolutely. It's just their little game that they Well, play. yeah, because remember at Cinnamon's Wake, he's like, you're having a party and you didn't invite oh, me? Yeah. yeah, so like he <laughs> wants to be involved too. Yeah, he's more He's more of like, I don't want to go, but I want to be invited. I, I can a thousand percent relate to that. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. We cut to a, another short scene. Lorelai's coming home from the inn. Rory's already home. She's ordered the pizza for the night. And the phone rings, and it's Emily calling Lorelai, and she says that she wants Lorelai to go shopping with her for a present for Rory. And Lorelai says, I'm sure you'll pick out something really nice. And Emily admits that she wants to be a part of their world. She wants to enter their world for a short time so she can pick something that Rory would really enjoy. And Lorelai being Lorelai, she says, well, then you can get her the bong. And so I, rad. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. So as we were watching this last scene, and you even commented on it in the opening scene, this episode has a lot of red in it. Yep. Which is very unusual for this show. Yeah. Because I've never noticed it. I always feel like this is more of like a cooler color show, mm-hmm. but this is a very warm episode. Yeah. I feel like it's intentional almost because I was like, man, everything is so red um, all the way up from the beginning. Their outfits. Their outfits matched the big vase. Vase. Yeah. That they were putting the yellow post-it note on. I'm like, wow, they're like matching that vase. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the kitchen scene with Rory and in, goes into her bedroom and Emily calls and... Emily has red on. Emily's wearing a beautiful red outfit she's got red roses in front of her mm-hmm. then we cut over to uh, Lorelai's kitchen she's sitting there with a like you said it's a huge bowl of apples yeah and then in Roy's bedroom there's a red bean bag on the floor and her chair has like a red print yeah. on it and then and... behind Lorelai is like a cookie jar mm-hmm. or a cookie tin that's like huge and red yeah I love it it must be like a sort of a loving color. Maybe. It, it must be about love, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because I've never really picked up on like a color pattern in previous episodes. Yeah, me either. So part of me is wondering if that's like a directorial choice. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe that director is known for, you know, implementing color. Sarah Pia Anderson. Yeah. And it's really (laughs) interesting because I was just listening to a podcast um, about Glee and they had Ryan Murphy um, do the first two episodes. So if you're a fan of Glee, I highly recommend listening to the, and that's what you really missed on Glee podcast. It's two of the main characters, um, Kevin McHale and Jenna Urshowitz, I believe it is. And they're talking and he says when he directs something, he wants it to have a color. Uh-huh. And he, he assigns that color to the show. Uh-huh. So, for example, like with Dahmer, the color was yellow. Yeah. That's why, like, everything seemed like it had a yellow hue on it. And that makes so much sense because Dahmer used to get yellow contacts. Right, right. From For Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, it's, he said that a color will really dictate, like, the overall theme for the episode or the show or whatever he, Mm -hmm. you know, was doing with it. So when you brought up the red, I was like, well, I wonder what that has to do with it. Maybe we're reading too much into it and we're just noticing a lot of red. Well, we got to keep on watching it and see if there's more because I feel like there's been so much. Yeah. Like even with the outfits. Yeah. uh, It's got to be intentional. I think so too. Back to the actual show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They're talking, they plan to meet um, at Damien's to pick out a gift for Rory. And it's really sweet. I think Emily is genuinely surprised and excited that she gets to do something with her daughter. Yeah, it's so cute because it's like she's asking her daughter to hang out. Yeah. And also kind of admitting, like, you know, I, I want to get her a gift, you know. I want to get her something that you would get her. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so sweet that she's kind of admitting to it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be, like, in the cool girl club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's so sweet. And I think it's funny because I think Emily then realizes that she might be too excited because then she <laughs> makes that, that comment, like, and make sure you dress appropriate. And well, that she can't like, help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm with Emily on this cause I don't know that she can give her a pass since those jean shorts and tie dry. Oh yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. Show up to Damien's and those cut off jean so shorts. So is Damien's a real shopping place? I don't know. That's a great question because... It's not here in the Midwest. No, it's not. So I was wondering about that too because I was like, well, maybe it's a play on Dayton's, but it is not a real store. It is a fictional department store. Okay. But... um, I have to check now because I screwed up on our TikTok and I put Dolly Madison... As the first lady, Dolly Madison. Yeah, because yeah. it's... But they were referring to a baked good. And so right, I, and that's not a thing in the Midwest. Yeah, so we... Okay, I'm... So I was like, okay, Dolly Madison, they must mean the president's wife. I don't know a lot about Dolly Madison. Right. So I put in the TikTok the reference to baked goods as a president's first lady. <laughs> Well, and that's like the hard thing about this show too, because they would make a reference to a first lady. Like they absolutely would. And when I made that TikTok, I was like, geez, man, I feel so stupid. I, I really 
I think this might be the first time I've ever heard of Dolly Madison, and I feel like everyone knows her and that she likes to bake. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, oh. we are on a learning curve yeah. on the show, and we are learning these pop culture references right along with yeah. you. A lot of them I know, but it's kind of cool to make the TikToks with them because I'm starting to uh, learn a little bit more about stuff. Yeah. Like, Ooh, actually, I want to like... Read more about the Iran Contra scandal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Anyways, so, I'm a little off topic. Can we talk about the color red again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 very relevant in this episode. I guess we'll have to see how the rest of it goes. This could be one of those theories we make up at the beginning of an episode, yeah. and then by the end we're like, I don't think that was really a thing, <laughs> but. It's but, sweet to see Emily excited mm-hmm. to go shopping with Lorelai, and I think it's going to be a really genuine moment between the two of them. Another vignette, this one takes place at Chilton, and we see Tristan come up to Rory at her locker. He says, happy birthday. Doesn't call her Mary, though, this time. I think he's starting to learn her language a little bit here. Yeah. He's trying. Mm-hmm. And shows her an invite to her birthday party at her grandparents' house. And she says, who all got this? He says, I think the whole class did. She basically takes the invitation and bolts away, like, excuse me, I have to go. And as she's walking by, um, she sees Louise and another girl who we thought was Rachel Bilson, but was not. We had to look her up. Louise and this girl are talking about how they have a, she's like another moral obligation party and just being like. Bitches. Yeah, bitches, exactly. Just, there's no other word. Well, there's another word that I'd like to use right now. Rory overhears this, obviously, because you don't say stuff like that as the person is walking by if you don't want them to hear it. Oh, yeah. They wanted her to hear it. And so it's like, now, she's already not excited that the entire class is invited. And then you pile on top of it that all of these people are now feeling morally obligated to be there. Not because they like Rory, but because their parents or grandparents know Emily and Richard. Mm. And they're like, you need to go. Like, we need to set a good example for your party or it's like it plays into the politics of that society Mm -hmm. and rory doesn't want to play in the politics of that so this sets her off big time yeah but you know i thought like i said to you though tristan this is the first time i thought he was kind of cute like i if i was a teenage girl watching this i would have been like i think i would have been a tristan girl over dean for sure well, yeah, I because, because here he has his hand like above her locker, which is cute, but it's not before he's been blocking her physically, like mm-hmm. trapping her. Mm-hmm. This was more he's learning his game with her a little bit. Well, I think, too, he's like, if I want this to go anywhere genuinely, I need to act better. Yeah. But I don't think he's fully there yet nope. because... We see later that he is not. <laughs> no. He fools us this time I around. Know he tricked me. We are at the Damien's, not the mall, Damien's, with Lorelai and Emily. They are shopping for a gift for Rory. 
And it's very clear that Emily is thinking way too hard about Mm. what to get Rory. And it's sweet because she wants to pick something that Rory will love. But at the same time, Lorelai's like, can you please just listen to what I'm telling you? Because if you listen, you'll pick something that she loves. She picks pearls where you and I were like, I think pearls is a great grandma granddaughter gift i think so too yeah but then she adds on the cashmere sweater set (laughs) and it's like what are you doing yeah she should have got her like the pearls and also like the farrah fawcett t-shirt yeah like a little balance yeah a little of you a little of me kind of thing so like when rory's a woman Mm -hmm. she can be like these are the, the pearls that I got when I was 16. Right. A 16th birthday is a big deal when you're a girl. Yeah. So she ends up settling on a bracelet that lights up. She's like, it's only $12. And Lorelai's <laughs> like, it's $6 more than a car wash. And she says she'll love it. It's great. And you got it for her. You picked it out. She's going to love it no matter what. And honestly, Emily could have gotten her anything and Rory would have loved it. But I think the fact that Emily put so much thought into it and wanting to do something that's memorable and something that she would actually wear is important to her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really sweet moment. And Lorelai gets this time with her mom. They never have this time where they're not fighting. It's a genuine moment. I mean, Emily gets upset about not finding something and wants to leave. And Lorelai is like, no, wait a minute. Like we can find something. Let's think this through. Mm -hmm. They can work together. They can get along. They just need to listen to one another. Uh And I think this is a great moment for the two of them to really come together for their common love, which is Rory and work it out. But they do not discuss the upcoming party. No. Which is interesting. But I also think Lorelai is probably like, the less I know, the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they do. We just don't see it. Right, because she does leave with dresses for the party. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably just don't see it. I think they had fun, so... Yeah, I do was... too. I think it's a nice shift in the story yeah, here. It's kind of nice because Emily's such a type A. Mm-hmm. Lorelai's more type B. Mm-hmm. And she was able to bring Emily back down. Like, don't yep. give up. We'll get her a gift. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's nice to see them work well together instead of opposite. I agree. All right. We have another short little scene with Lorelai coming into Luke's with their dresses and a dress bag. And she's like going on and on and on. And finally Luke stops her and says, will you marry me? And she takes a beat and she's like, what did you say? And what did I say, Amy? How's tomorrow night? Yeah. (laughs) Well, the first time we watched it, we were eating lunch and like just letting it play through. And she was like, I would do anything to that, man. Like, let me just rip your clothes off right now. I feel so bad that you have to like listen to me talk about Luke. I mean, you're you're saying out loud what we are all thinking inside and i don't want to like objectify him either yeah me so we have to like walk a fine line but like he's so sexy i'm sorry yeah and in this moment where how he talks to her when he says will you marry me it it is very flirtatious oh absolutely and she has that like what like 
You could tell her heart stopped. Yeah, mine did. I felt it with her. Yeah. (laughs) But he says, Rory's not here yet, so she grabs a table, sits down. Well, she invites him to the party. Right. She invites Luke to the party before she sits down at the table. Yeah. Okay, let me start this over. Okay. Sorry, because he's so distracting and good looking. I know. I got confused. (laughs) So after the whole will you marry me thing, Lorelai invites him to Rory's party. And it's kind of implied that he's never gone to a party before because Rory ends up telling him later that her eighth birthday party was like the best one Mm -hmm. because the cops had to shut it down. The clown got arrested, all that stuff. But I find it interesting that he was never invited before. That's a little inconsistent to me um, because he sees her as a daughter. So that implies like... He he's, would have been involved. That he's been close with them for a while. It's not like just a recent like thing that's going on. Right, right. He made her a coffee cake for her birthday. Mm-hmm. So it's like that doesn't really fit with the story they're trying to create. Maybe the bigger b- birthday parties are just like more kids came sure. to it. It was kid parties. Now yeah. it's more like we're inviting adults. Right. Since Rory's more of an adult. Yeah. Becoming an adult. I mean, that's that's plausible, too. We'll just have to go with that. Otherwise, I won't be able to sleep tonight. Right. (laughs) Rory shows up, and you can tell she's clearly off. She says she's used the word sucks so much today that it doesn't hold meaning to her anymore. After that, Lorelai talks about what a great day she had with Emily, and she had so much fun, and it was nice to, like, just spend time with her mom, and they're not fighting And you can see Rory processing her day Mm -hmm. and then listening to her mother's day and trying to figure out, do I tell my mom that grandma like overstepped a boundary and invited the entire class or do I just let my mom be happy? Yeah. And this is not the first time we've seen Rory do this. Nope. People are so hard on Rory too on like on TikTok and stuff. Like she's such an evil character. And I'm like, man, this girl has had to do a lot for people. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's like 16 years old and hiding her feelings to protect her mother. I know. It's so sweet. Yeah, it's sweet, but it's also like unhealthy. No, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it is very unhealthy. Yeah. So it's like we have to find a balance there. And so Rory just says, oh, I got an A minus on a French test. I thought I should have gotten an A on. And she kind of leaves it at that. And I guess for me, I am someone that will hide my emotions because I don't want to like burden other people or cause drama or whatever. So I understand where Rory's coming from in this situation. But I do also know that Lorelai would want to know. Uh And... She would try to fix the situation. Yeah. But I think Rory just doesn't want to cause trouble between Lorelai and Emily and Emily and her. And, you know, I I, mean. Yeah, she's trying to be a little adult right now and saying, well, maybe this is something I have to suck up. Like a people pleaser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because this would be something that if Lorelai was not in a good mood with Emily, they would just be loving. She'd be loving to, like, commiserate about it. Exactly. Rory being pissed off. Yep. But we also see, too, with 
Lorelai, this is where her self-centered kind of nature comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, when we talked about it before where she, with Suki and stuff, does she just not notice when Suki had a problem or whatever? Right. This Because like, I feel like I would be able to tell... That she was upset about something. Well, A, she said well, today yeah. sucked a million times, right? Right. So, uh, I don't know. This is where, like, Lorelai's little aloofness She pops can't in. be that upset about an A-. minus. We've yeah. seen her be upset over a D. Yeah. So, this is her being upset over an A-. minus. Mm-hmm. It's just not adding up. Something is not right there. So it's like, come on, Lorelai, like, wake up. Mm-hmm. Realize that something else is going on here. We are now with Lorelai and Rory. Lorelai comes into Rory's bedroom. It's like 4.04 in the morning and lays down with Rory and recollects on the time that she gave birth to Rory. And it's this very sweet moment. They're quiet And it's not like there's anyone else living there, but they have like this, like soft spokenness to themselves. And you get this feeling that this is something Lorelai has done every year. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing how it feels like it could have been an opening to an episode because it does like that fade to black at the end of it. And they don't, typically do that Mm -hmm. unless it's opening yeah and i was like could that be a place where they would uh cut for commercial but that would be a weird place to cut commercial well this whole episode has been like these small little chunks Mm -hmm. of storyline and we haven't really had like a longer scene yet it's all been like a minute here a minute there i mean even just recording the podcast we're 45 minutes into recording and we've only watched 15 minutes <laughs> because there's been so much to look at in all of these little vignettes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we haven't even gotten to the birthday yet. <laughs> so I had loved this moment between the two of them, this mother daughter, like sweet moment. And it makes me laugh because Lorelai is telling this story and it's not about it's about Rory being born, but it's about her experience of Rory being born. So very Lorelai, <laughs> you know, like, yes, this is about how when you came into the world, but this is how I remember it. And this is how it happened to me mm-hmm. kind of thing. So very Lorelai, but still a touching moment. Yeah. One thing we want to mention too, with this Tristan scene is the song. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gilmore Girls does not typically have music in it besides like that Sam Phillips, the la 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 thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when they use a song, it has to do with something major going on in the episode. Mm-hmm. So they play this song and now it is stuck in my head, but it's the happy birthday. Can and I sing a tag? Can I sing a tad bit of it? Or do you think that's copyright? I probably... I you can't. could sing a phrase of it. Happy birthday. Yeah, that song. It's yeah. literally that over and over and over again. It's from 16 Candles. Yes. And so we were talking about the importance 
of using that song because it is her 16th birthday. And I, as annoying as it is, you need to have it in there. It's by Altered Images, by the way. Mm -hmm. And it's in every scene that they're talking about her birthday. And I am now to the point where it's like, we took a break from recording and And both of us were just singing it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to like haunt me for the rest of the day. It's fun. It's cute. I get why they did it, but like, do we need it in every birthday (laughs) scene? Well, it's very like Lorelai, you know, probably loved 16 Candles. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think. So what year would have Lorelai been pregnant? Good so, question. Lori, so Rory was well, so eighty three. Yeah. So when did um, sixteen candles come out? Sixteen candles. What is, I was gonna guess eighty six. Sixteen candles came out in nineteen eighty four. Cool. What what month? May. Crazy because Rory's October. Yeah. Yeah. That's that lines up really cool. That's funny. I never thought about that before. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Ooh, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah, just another taste of pop culture in this episode. Mm-hmm. We are back at our favorite place in Stars Hollow, Luke's Diner. It is the morning of Rory's birthday, and her and Lane sit down at the counter, and Luke tells her she's sitting in the wrong spot, and she gets a little snarky with him, and she's like, "Since when is there a correct place to sit?" And he goes, "Since." I made this coffee cake and blew up these stupid balloons for you. And she looks and there's this cute table with the coffee cake set up and these balloons that he wrote happy birthday Rory on with like Sharpie marker. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, Luke, you old softy. And he's (laughs) like, I'll count to three and it's gone. And she's just like, thank you. And like goes and sits at the table. And I think this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, where it's like he sets up a table with balloons and like makes her a coffee cake and he's never been to a birthday party of hers before. It just doesn't seem like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I love seeing that while they are sitting at the table, Rory and Lane are talking about Rory's dread for this party. And Lane says it's just one night. You can, you know, stomach through it. She goes, yeah, you're right, because of the pudding, and explains the pudding theory to Lane. And as she's talking, Dean walks in, and they have this moment where Rory notices Dean, and Dean notices her. He goes to the counter, gets his coffee, and they keep doing this thing where, like, he will look, and then she'll not look, and then she'll look, and he'll look away. Like, this back and forth And then he gets his coffee and he goes to the door and he mouths happy birthday to her and then leaves. And when we're watching it, I was like, that was kind of cute. And she's like, yeah, Luke's veins in his arms. (laughs) I was like, okay, that was kind of Luke. That was, that was kind of, that was kind of Luke. (laughs) You can tell where my mind is. Um, You were like, that was really cute. Come on. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. I think for me, it just makes me think about like when Bryn and I started kind of dating Mm -hmm. and it was like that feeling of, oh, he's home early today or, 
I wonder if I'll get to see him when yeah. I get back. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it makes me think back to that. No, and I no, it is cute because I feel like I have eye things with different people I haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We'll do a little flirtation. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We just flirt with each other with each other's eyes. Right. And I feel like that is Rory's way of flirting with him. Mm-hmm. Like, she's noticing him, and that's enough for him to be like, I'm all in. Like the Bambi, um, the bunny rabbit's flickering eyelashes. Oh, yeah. Totally. Thumper. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Thumper. So I, I thought it was a sweet moment. Um, I'm still not team Dean by any means. Yeah, I don't want to hate on him all the time because I know that's annoying. Right. But yeah, this moment was cute. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for Rory. Yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For Rory's birthday, there were a few things that we decided to make, one being the coffee cake that Luke makes for her at the diner, and both of the recipes that we made today are in the Christy Carlson cookbook, Eat Like a Gilmore. The first thing we made, like I said, was the coffee cake, and I really liked it. Me too. I was really nervous because I had never, quote, cut butter, quote, but I'm, I think we made it work. hmm And it was just like, we did have it for breakfast. It was like the first thing we ate (laughs) that day with our cup of coffee. So, I mean, I thought it was a good blend of everything I love in the morning. Yeah, I really like it. And I'm not, uh, I'm more of a savory person. Sure. And I'm not huge into bakery. But this was really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a little complicated, but not so much that I would never do it again. Mm -hmm. I think if I like knew I was having people over in the morning, it would be like an easy thing to throw together. Just to be like, I made this from scratch for you kind of thing. I liked how light and how light it was. Mm -hmm. Because I was a little worried that sometimes bakery is a little heavy, but... It can be really dense. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this was was light and airy and... Yeah, and mm -hmm. I like the texture. Yeah, me too. Me too. I definitely would say I'm going to do like four and a half... Only because I was so nervous about overmixing it that I think I undermixed it. And that's on me, not on the recipe itself. But if we're basing it on not my not my creating of it, I would give it a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I give it a five stars hollow. Yeah. I do think it would be really good with like a cinnamon kind of twist in it you know mm-hmm. like some coffee cakes do that yeah this does have cinnamon but i don't i don't know if it's enough yeah i almost wonder if you should do like a layer of the batter and then a layer of the streusel and then a layer of the batter and then the streusel on top Yeah, because i feel like the ratio of batter to streusel was a lot mm-hmm. so that would be something i would maybe consider trying in the future but Overall, very, very good. The second recipe that we made, we figured we'll make two for this one because it is Rory's birthday, was the uh, pudding that Emily makes for, well, she doesn't make it, but has served at Friday night dinner for Rory's birthday. And the pudding kind of becomes like this essential piece of the story and becomes the reference point of, 
She served pudding. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so we made chocolate pudding. Man, pudding is a lot more complicated <laughs> than I thought. I think we thought that was going to be the easiest thing. We did. We absolutely <laughs> did. And again, it says don't let it boil. Once it starts to boil, take it off. So then we were so concerned that it was boiling when maybe it wasn't boiling Not, and we didn't yeah. let it cook long enough. Um, but the flavor was great. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think it'll taste better overnight. We did let it refrigerate for a few hours. The recipe says 90 minutes. We live in an apartment. Our refrigerator does not get nearly as cold as it probably needed to be for it to totally set. Would I make homemade pudding from scratch again? No, probably not. I just, I'm not, I've never been like that huge into pudding that I would ever want to make it on my own. Yeah, and if I really wanted it, I would just buy the prepackaged yeah. pudding. It's yeah. like a dollar a box. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm glad I had the opportunity to try making it because it's something I hadn't made before. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's something I would consider doing again in the future unless it was like a really special occasion. Yeah. So I think I would give it... Like three and a half stars hollows. Mm, I give it like two and a half stars hollows. Yeah. I mean, pudding just isn't generally like my go-to dessert anyway. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that has a lot to do with my score and just like the process alone. But it was good with the whipped cream on it. Yeah. 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 The whipped cream was great. I loved it. (laughs) We didn't have crystal bowls. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Suddenly I realized I have like four cans of ready whip in my fridge from (laughs) what else did we make with whipped cream? I don't Uh, even remember. The blueberry streusel or the blueberry shortcake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just like, why do I have so much ready whip? But that's all right. We're, (laughs) we're trucking right along. So I'm looking forward to the next few weeks because we have um, some rather interesting recipes coming up. So I'm really excited Mm -hmm. to uh, explain that process and rate those things with you, Elise. So that's what we have for you for our review on coffee cake and pudding. I definitely recommend uh, the coffee cake. It was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. The infamous birthday party and we get to see all of these people that have come to celebrate Rory most of which she does not even know um, this is at Emily's yes at Emily and Richards Lorelai and Rory are sitting on a couch kind of away from the party clearly uncomfortable I mean I get the sense that Lorelai sitting on the couch at this party is probably bringing her back to other parties where Mm -hmm. she would end up sitting on the couch just looking nice because she had to be there she was required to be there and Emily comes up and grabs Rory and says oh I want you to meet someone pulls her away and when Lorelai stands up, there's Mitzi, this woman in this white, it has to be like a play on like a white Chanel, like skirt suit kind of thing. She's the wasp. Yes, the wasp. And she comes in, she's asking her all of these questions about... They, they went to high school together. Yeah, yeah. and she hadn't seen Lorelai since high school. Mm-hmm. So she's asking her all these questions like, Personal. where's Christopher? 
oh, doesn't it kill you that Rory looks like him? How often do you talk? When was the last time he called? Like, all of these things. That's none of her business. No, it's clearly a nightmare situation for Lorelai. I am so happy for Mitzi, though, because in a little while she'll get Facebook. And she will be on Facebook. And yeah, <laughs> she won't need. She'll she never have to leave the house. She'll exactly. Just have to, like stalk people all day. Exactly. That has known in high school. Yeah, she'll be much happier than I think. Much <laughs> yeah. more fulfilled in her life. <laughs> then we see Rory approach her grandfather. He's like doing his business talk with his men, and we get this moment where he introduces Rory. To all three of these men, he's so proud of Rory. Like, the minute she comes up and she says, Hi, Grandpa, his, like, entire demeanor changes. And I love that these men are like, Happy birthday, Rory. And then they all hand her, like, this envelope, just signifying, like, Oh, this is what we have to do, you know? And they pull it out of their suit coat, hand it to her. There's probably, like, $500 in each envelope like, or whatever. She gets, like, she has, like, three envelopes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she's looking at them, like, what is, yeah. what is this? Never met these people. Mm-hmm. And Emily finds her again, pulls her along, and as she pulls her along, she says, all of your schoolmates are in this room. You need to say hi to them. And she's like, oh, God, you can just see, like, her face go completely white. Like, this is not what I want to do. And Emily kind of shoves her into the room and there's this group of kids and they're like, who's that? And what the other kid goes, I think it's her party. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I would just hate that to feel like a stranger at your own birthday party. Yeah. And she leaves the room suddenly. Ups and into Paris. Bumps into Paris, and Paris, what does she say? She's like... My, my grandparents made me come here. Yeah, my parents made me come. Yeah. You believe me, don't you? And Rory's, like, running away, like, oh, my God. But they do show up Paris for a second while the party's going on, and she's leaning up against the wall, and she looks like she has no one to talk to either. Right, right. She does want to be there. This yeah. is the glimpse, I think, of her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wanting to be friends with Rory. As she's running away from Paris, Paris, she runs into Tristan because he comes through the front door and he's like, oh, you're welcoming me? Yeah, now he, like, he's laying his sleeves on. Mm -hmm. Like, where's my birthday kiss? And she's like, it's my birthday. And he's like, well, I guess I should kiss you then. He's like, um, I have something to admit. I'm in love with you. I'm madly in love with you. And Rory's so funny. She goes... Good luck with that. Yeah. She's like, I, how many times do I have to tell you that I am not interested? Uh -huh. Too many times, apparently. Like, all I wrote from this scene in my notes is Tristan sucks. <laughs> like, I can't handle it. He's so gross. He is a little sleazy. And his demeanor completely changes when Richard comes in. Oh, yeah. Because he's like... I have to tell you, I'm madly in love with you, and every night I dream about you, and I'm screaming out your name, Rory, Rory. And then Richard comes up, and he's like, Rory. <laughs> Such good timing. <laughs> and Tristan becomes this complete gentleman, which is so perfectly done. Yeah. That, like, switch from, like, asshole to gentleman, I think is something that people in that 
society can flip on and off very quickly. Mm-hmm. So he does it well. And Rory sees right through it. And Tristan's like, well, he likes me. And she's like, he's drunk. <laughs> so I don't know. But we then get pulled into the party again. And Emily asks Rory to make a speech. And she says, this is your party. You make a speech. You're the hostess. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, no, I don't think she should have to make a speech. Like, she can tell Rory is upset. Mm -hmm. And Emily pushes that aside and says, it's her party. She needs to say something. And Rory throws a fit and goes upstairs. And then Emily says, your daughter has no manners whatsoever. And storms off and Lorelai's like, since when is this my fault? Like, she's upset about something else. We see this moment that echoes the beginning of this scene, which we didn't talk about when they're getting ready for the party. Mm. Clearly, Emily has a level of control that is just, I don't think she can help it. Like when she's bossing people around, the candles need to be six inches apart and I will get a ruler to make sure they are six inches apart and like fixing Richard's bow tie, like every little detail she needs to have her finger on to make sure it goes the way she wants it to. And this is an example of something derailing, something that she cannot control and in turn then becomes somebody else's fault because she wanted to have the control and she lost it. So that's not on her. That's on someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing with Emily and Lorelai. If it's not one person's fault, then it's the others. Mm -hmm. And they play this like back and forth, like teeter totter of whose fault is it every time something goes wrong. Yeah. And this is also... Like, so they're dealing, they kind of have that, that's their kind of main thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now this too with Rory is giving me deer, um, the deer hunters. Oh, that no, thing? Um, for Rory in the sense of being... Where she freaks out. Oh. It's a snap. Yes. Like how she freaked out in Deer Hunters. Yeah. She snapped. Like she takes on, like she takes too much without saying anything. Mm-hmm. Like she just needs to say something and she won't blow up. She's honing in all of this composure. She's honing in her grandma and yep. her mother. And she's bottling it all up until the point where she physically cannot anymore and it just like erupts out of her. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame her. She's only 16. Yeah. And she didn't even want a big party in the first place. And now you're putting pressure on her to speak to all of these people that she doesn't know and doesn't want there. And half of them don't like her. Right. Half of them don't even want to be there. So it's like you're putting a lot of pressure on her to perform. And she is not a performer. And it's... I'm sure this echoes Lorelai as a child it has to because there's no way that Lorelai didn't have these kind of parties where she had to be put on display and perform and act a certain way you know right 
Yeah, it's just a lot. So she throws a fit, she exits, and we are brought to the very next scene. We are now in Lorelai's childhood bedroom. Rory's on the bed. Lorelai comes in. She's like, can I come in? She goes, well, it's your bedroom. <laughs> and they have this moment where Rory says, do you remember your last birthday here? And she, it was her 16th birthday because she knew she was pregnant with Rory, but she hadn't told anybody yet. And she said, it's the same thing. I was in this room upset because I had commented that like the pate smelled like Clorox and I upset Emily and she sent me up here. So I spent my 16th birthday party in this room too. And it feels like a time capsule in there because Lorelai commented that nothing had changed in that room since that moment. Like everything was just frozen in time in there. And she kind of explains this. She has this dollhouse in there and she says, they gave this to me with the glass on. Like she wasn't supposed to play with it. And she has all these porcelain dolls and, and teddy bears and everything is meant to look a certain way but not be used. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of sets up this control that she always had in her life. It's like you don't buy a child toys and then expect them to not play with them. Like what kind of weirdo does that but it's all about how it looks and how it comes together and how people are perceiving things and they have this you know moment where she's like yep I was here with you at my last party here and Rory admits that she didn't want to tell Lorelai about the party because she was happy, like she was genuinely happy with things with her mother. And she didn't want to come in between that. So again, we see Rory being the sensible one out of the two of them and protecting Lorelai, even though it should be the other way around. And I don't know why this is a constant theme. I think it just, it's really reinforcing this is their dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's funny because we all... It's hard because that's very much this theme um, this season mm -hmm. without going too much into the other seasons, but we'll, we'll see how this backfires. Yeah, absolutely. So Emily ends up finding them and says they need to go back down to the party. They go back down. We are now at the end of the party and Emily's saying goodbye to everyone and being very short with Lorelai and Rory. Rory does invite Emily and Richard to her star's hollow party. And Emily says she's busy, so they will not be coming. And just like walks away. Yeah, she's still mad at Rory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and Lorelai. Yeah, but she, like Rory's like, can I talk? Hey, Grandma, can I talk to you for a sec? Mm -hmm. And she's like, but just dismisses her. Mm -hmm. Oh, so sad. And you can see Lorelai is visibly upset by that. Yeah. Then we see Richard. He says, I hope you had a great time. 
Um, I know your grandmother already gave you a present and signed my name to it. He says that's like what they agreed on when they got married or whatever. And he gives her an envelope and says this is to put towards Fez. And there's this really strange moment. I don't know. You caught it. I didn't catch it the first time. Yeah, because I watched this episode a couple of different times prior to uh, our recording today, and I noticed it, was Lorelai looks... When he gives Rory the money to go to Fez, he's like, you know, here's your money towards Fez, and then just walks away. And, like, Lorelai almost wants... She looks kind of sad and looks not, like, almost shocked or... uh, It's, like, longingly. Yeah, and I don't think that she's upset because he gave her money to go towards Fez. I've decided that I think it's more because she wants him to say something to her. So I think she's more worried like um, her and Richard have not, they haven't really interacted much. Yeah. Actually. Right. So I think she wanted him to say something like, you've done good work, Lorelai, or Mm -hmm. something like fatherly to her. Yeah. Because he really hasn't. No. Now that I'm thinking back about it. He hasn't acknowledged Lorelai very much at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I do think that there's a sense of her that's like, these are things he could have done for me if things had gone differently too. Yeah. Because there is like a moment oh, where totally. she has to like collect herself. Because Rory's like, for Fez? And she has like this mm-hmm. moment of like, yes. like she's sucking back tears or like holding back tears. Mm-hmm. So then we, after that moment, we cut back to Emily. Lorelai says, Rory, go help the guy put all the presents in the car. And she goes to talk to Emily and says, please come. She invited you to her birthday. This transitions into their big, massive, stereotypical fight of, (sighs) you know. It's a theater fight. It's for the theater. Yeah. This is where Kelly Bishop shines the most, honestly, when she's arguing. Um, sorry not to overlap, but where Lauren Graham said that was her favorite acting is mm-hmm. with Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Bishop. absolutely. Yeah. They have Kelly great Bishop. dialogue back mm-hmm. and forth. And in this scene, on in, in its own, like the the quick wit is so fast. It's just, it feels like they're not even, it's not coming from a script. It feels so natural because they're just, they have like this chemistry and this dialogue that just comes alive immediately with them. Um, but it ends with Lorelai saying, you don't know Rory. This is not what she wanted. You don't know Rory just like you didn't know me. And Emily says, you'd think I don't know you. And Lorelai's like, I give up. Emily says, well, if I had a dollar for every time you gave up and Lorelai responds, well, then you could have paid for this party, couldn't you? And that's where it ended. So dramatic. Yeah. But whoa, like what a a good beat to end on. And I feel like it's very rare that Lorelai wins an argument with her mother, Uh but damn. It's her birthday. Get over yeah, yourself. I know. This is just that sometimes it's very hard for people that need control and that have to present themselves a certain way to let go. Yeah. And, and oh God, it's like 
you know what? Rory did flip out, and that was like not very graceful, and like how we're used to seeing Rory, and that was not how you should behave, and it was completely mm-hmm. unappreciative in a in a huge way. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she's human. She's gonna make mistakes, and within not even an hour of it happening, does she want to talk to her grandmother about it and right. probably apologize? Yeah, yeah. And you're acting like the child now. Mm-hmm. Poor Rory. Everyone's acting like a child, and she can't act like a child for one second without. I know. That's the treatment. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, of course she freaked out at her party. It's not what she wanted. You put a lot of unnecessary pressure on her to perform, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. So we end with that sting from Lorelai. And the party is over. We are back in Stars Hollow. It's the day of Rory's big party. Suki and Lorelai are getting things ready in the kitchen. And Rory comes out and says she's going to go to Chilton. She throws Lorelai off. She's like, it's a Saturday. Why are you going to Chilton? And it turns out it's the college fair. And Lorelai kind of gives her grief. Like, oh, you're going to go get a new Harvard brochure. And Rory says, yep, and I'll be back in time to help you set up for the party. They give her grief for wanting to set up her own party. And then we cut to Chilton, and Rory walks up to the Harvard table and grabs the new brochure, and lo and behold, Paris comes up and says, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so happy that we have Paris back because, man, I need Paris in like every episode, honestly. And it, she says, every Geller has gone to Harvard for centuries or whatever, she says. And Rory says, well, if we're both there at the same time, we probably won't even see each other. And if we do, we'll just duck. Yeah, because, like, Paris doesn't want her to go there. Right. And there's, like, this or mutual... supposedly. Right. Yeah. There's, like, this mutual thing between them there where it's, like... We can both want the same thing and it doesn't have to derail our own goals just because someone else has the same goals that we do. And they kind of separate. Paris starts to walk away. And then she says, hey, do you like Tristan? And Rory says, not even a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what I think we discover why she's hated on Rory so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's jealous. Well, because she at Tristan. the party, when Rory and Tristan are talking and she walks away, we see Paris uh-huh. and she watches that whole thing happen. Mm, yeah. You know? So it's like, I'm sure she's wondering, Yeah. does Rory really like him or is she just playing hard to get or whatever, yeah. you know? And I think Paris and Rory are similar in that they have no dating experience. Mm-hmm. So it's very different for them. And Paris is not the kind of girl right now guys in high school are going crazy for. Right. Very exactly. pretty girl. It's just that she's... She's intense. She's intense. Yeah, totally. But... Are we going to mention that she's wearing red, Paris? Yeah, Paris is wearing red. And we discovered possibly... Maybe it's Harvard. Yeah, Harvard has to do with Harvard. We were. I looked up the director, 
And she did direct for a production company titled Red, but I don't know if that's a coincidence or, you know, correlation to this episode, whatever. It is funny because Paris is wearing Harvard colors and Rory is wearing Yale colors in this moment. And I don't know if that was intentional at this time, but um, it it feels intentional. Mm -hmm. We end with them basically agreeing, you know, we can have the same goal. It's fine. You're not interested in Tristan. And they kind of walk away. And then Paris turns back around and she's like, Nice party. Yeah. And Rory's like, thanks. And then she turns around and walks away, but she kind of smiles. Yeah. And there's like this glimmer of, maybe I could be friends with her. Yeah. Maybe we can figure stuff out. I think that she doesn't have a, like a real friend. Like No. The other girls, Louise and, what's that? Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, they're just not true friends. No. Um, it's not somebody that she probably can talk the way she'd want to talk to somebody about things that are mm-hmm. similar to her. Yeah. And Rory has that. Yeah. And has a sense of um, other qualities, I think, are similar to Paris, too. She's mm-hmm. just not as intense. Right. Right. I think they balance each other out. Mm-hmm. We have arrived to Rory's party, and... She opens her first gift, and wow, this brings me back. An old Apple MacBook with the colors and the carrying handle that, like, came out of the back. Yep, it looked like a purse. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw gets one in Sex and the City. That's right. She yep. doesn't back up her computer. Yep, exactly. Oh, wait, does Aiden bring it to her, I think? Maybe, yeah. yeah. And he's like, it looks like a purse. And she's like, I want my old computer back. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So she opens her gift. It's fine and dandy. Lorelai gives a little speech about how much she loves Rory. And suddenly, or, or sorry, she gives a little speech about how much she loves Rory. Suki brings this cake in that just has her face on it. They sing happy birthday. They blow out the candles. And then she gives a little speech about Rory. Towards the end of the speech, the doorbell keeps ringing. And Lorelai's like, who's ringing the bell? Get your ass in here. It's a party. And in walks Richard and Emily. So now my question for you before we go on is why do you think they decided to come? Because you know it was Emily that decided to come. Richard probably would have been fine anyway. But what was the turning point for Emily to come? When Lorelai and her were arguing and she said, you don't know, you don't know Rory, you don't meet, know me, and you never tried to mm-hmm. really know us Yeah, or know me. Right. This is Emily putting forth that effort. I mean, Lorelai says herself, my parents have never been to this house. Mm-hmm. And this house represents Rory and Lorelai. I mean, she said they came to see them at the inn once in a while when she was a baby, but they've never been here. And I feel like a person's home can say a lot about them. That's so sad, too, because they lived there a while and they've yeah. never been. Yeah. It's such a big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they helped her out with the money towards this house. 
No, I that was something we had talked about. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think she worked for this. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and the cost of living was far oh, lower yeah. then. But still, even as a, a woman who... A single woman. Who didn't, like, finish actual... When did she... When did she get her GED? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so... I mean, that to be a single mother who got her GED and then was able to get, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. And they've absolutely. never been, they've never been there. Right. So I think it is like a, this is another way for Emily to see like what she has been missing out on and what's important to these girls, mm-hmm. her girls. Is it, and, and to prove to herself, am, am I right or wrong? Mm-hmm. Do I not know them? Right. I got I to gotta double confirm this. Right. Possibly. That could be part of it, too. Right. So they come in. Rory introduces them to everyone. And, of course, the first person to introduce herself is Miss Patty. <laughs> She's like, I'm Patty LaCosta, and introduces herself to Emily. And then she looks at Richard, and she's like, you're quite the tall specimen, aren't you? Specimen like, of a man. Yeah, and, like, totally hits on him. In front of everybody. She's a Samantha Jones. Completely. Completely. Of Gilmore Girls. Yes. And so there's that little moment. And Emily does not like that she said that about Richard. She yeah. like glares at, at her as she walks away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Lorelai runs into the kitchen with Suki and says, my parents are here. They've never been here before. Emily comes in. And gushes about the food and is introduced to Suki. And from there, we are back into the living room with Lorelai and Richard checking out her chimney because he's an insurance agent. So, of course, he, like, wants to appraise everything and make sure everything is good. Structurally sound. Yeah, a very, like, fatherly moment, which is sweet because they don't get a lot of time like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and as she is finishing this conversation with Richard, Suki breaks the news that there is no ice left. Lorelai plans to leave to get the ice and lo and behold, the superhero of the hour shows up with two heavy bags of ice that he is just manhandling as he walks through the door and she goes, we have ice. And Suki says, hallelujah. And there's this moment between Lorelai and Luke where she hugs him. And he hugs her back. And you can just... With the ice in his hands. Too. Yeah. Like still manhandling the ice. And he puts his hands almost entirely around her. Uh, and you're just like... Oh. And he just looks like he really likes hugging her. Mm-hmm. He seems a little surprised that she's hugging him. Yes, yes, I agree. And they let go of the hug, and Emily sees it happen. Lorelai introduces Luke, and Emily has this look on her face like, who is this guy? Yeah, who's this hot man? Yeah, yep. And Lorelai's like, okay, whatever, I'm not even going to dive into that, because I think she notices the look. And just keeps going on. She thinks she's being weird. Yeah. Because, like, Luke is like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. He's like, well, I better get the ice in the the freezer. And 
And then she kind of whispers to him, like, I don't, you might have to worry about it in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning it's so cold in here because of Emily. Mm-hmm. And we cut to this moment where everyone in the town is sharing all of these stories about Rory as a child and Emily sitting there listening to them. And there's like this moment where I think she starts to realize they've lived all these years without being involved. And she doesn't, she can't share in this. No. She can listen, mm-hmm. but she can't really share stories. Yeah, like Babette's sharing stories, Maury's sharing stories, Patty. Patty. And they're all going back and forth, and it's like this really great moment. But this is now, Emily is now experiencing that moment where Lorelai's left on the couch, and they all go to look at that book together. And she's like, am I the black sheep? This is Emily's black sheep moment. Mm -hmm. And I think she's starting to realize that she was wrong. She goes upstairs and no one really notices except for Lorelai. And we cut to Emily in the bedroom, Lorelai's bedroom, looking at all of the different things that she has. And she stumbles across this picture of Lorelai with the cast on. And it was from a few years ago. Emily didn't even know that Lorelai had broken her leg and she starts to like put together these things. Like these are big things that I'm missing out on. And then I think before that even happens, she asks about the Iceman. How long have you been seeing the Iceman? And Lorelai said, I'm not seeing the Iceman. We're just friends. Luke and I are just friends. And she's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. And what does she say? Luke, uh, He's like, not the way he looks at you. And yeah. she, Lorelai's like, well, how does he look at me? What do you mean? She's like, like you're about to, like he wants to see you give him a lap dance. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And she's back. like, yeah, he looks at you like a porterhouse steak. And and she's giggling. Uh-huh. Lorelai's like, what? Yeah. And then Lee's like, you're pleased that the Iceman looks at you this way. Yeah. <laughs> So they have this like back and forth exchange and there's a moment when Emily goes to leave where Lorelai says, thank you for coming. It meant a lot. And she pauses for a beat and then says to Rory. And I think that beat implies that it meant a lot to Lorelai too. Mm -hmm. Like this is the first time her parents are coming to her house and seeing this world that they live in and... Whether Lorelai wants to admit it or not, she does want approval from her parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it goes back to this this thing where when you mentioned that she sees a picture of Lorelai with the broken leg and Lorelai's being nice. She's like, you know what, Mom, you don't have to worry. Like, if anything seriously happened to me, I would have told you. Yeah. I just didn't tell you about the, break, the broken leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yes, Emily doesn't know things about Lorelai, but she knows things about Lorelai. Like, like right. that was a nice, like, um, different moment where she brings up the thing with Luke. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her knowing her daughter. Right. So right. she does, and she doesn't know her, but she does too. Right, exactly. There's and a tender moment. I really liked this scene. So nice to see them interact without screaming at each other. I know, mm-hmm. I know. I think 
the more genuine moments we get with Emily, the more I love her. Mm -hmm. And like, I've seen this so many times now where I already know that I love Emily, but it's so fun watching it from this perspective now of like a deep dive and seeing this dynamic between Lorelai and her mother and Emily and Rory and Lorelai and Rory and seeing like there was potential for Emily and Lorelai to get along that way. They could have been very close if Emily had just let her guard down a little bit. But Emily decides it's time for them to leave. She comes outside and says it's time to go. Because Richard's been sitting outside with... Uh, a Cosmopolitan, right? Uh, a Cosmo magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like Rory had set him up on the on the porch. Because it, it seems like Richard's not really wanting to talk to anybody there. No. But he's perfectly fine sitting outside on the porch. And she gives him a magazine to figure out what... What season he is. What season for his skin tone or whatever mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. So. So he is autumn. He's autumn. Mm-hmm. Emily's like, we gotta go, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a really sweet moment. Yeah. And as they're leaving, they thank her for coming to the party. And um, she says, well, of course I would come. She's my granddaughter after all. Her and Richard get into the car And Emily is very quiet. And Richard said, Emily, is there something wrong? And Emily goes, she's right. I don't know my daughter at all. And it's very quiet and still. And this moment always gets me, like I well up with tears a little bit because she doesn't admit that she's wrong often. And this is something that you're going to admit you're wrong about. And it's a big thing uh-huh. to admit. And you can't do anything about it. You can't change that. No. You can't go back in time. No. That you is can the, forgive, but yep. you can't forget. That is one of the hardest things I think anybody has to go through is mm-hmm. wishing so much you could go back in time and mm-hmm. do something differently. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, all you can do in this moment is change the direction and move forward in a positive way. And she is not taking those steps to do that yet. So it takes time. Well, she did a little bit. True. Tonight was a step in that yeah, direction. It's, it's, and the pudding. Right. And the pudding. Yes. It's small steps, but I don't know if that pudding reference that Lorelai tells her, hey, you did the pudding for me, so you did, you know, you are taking steps. Mm-hmm. If that kind of helped direct Emily to go to this night, to go to Rory's birthday party. Right. Excuse me. Right. But, yeah. Nope, I agree. I think it's going to take time, and there's going to have to be give and take on both sides to get where they need it to mm-hmm. be. We are at the end of the episode, and... Lorelai and Suki are cleaning up from the party and talking about how great it was. And Lorelai looks out the window and she sees Rory and Dean. And Dean gives her a bracelet that he made. It's like a coin. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a washer on like a le- with like a leather strap. And I was like, you're giving her a washer and string for her birthday? 
whatever. No, I mean, it's a co- it's like a half dollar coin or something. Yeah. So he gives her this. She says she loves it. Well, she told him like, "Thanks for meeting me out here," and like, "Sorry, I didn't invite you inside." But it, like, she's like, "It's weird with my mom." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's weird with your mom? Yeah. She didn't feel like she could invite him. Right. Without yeah. being a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it kind of cuts to this moment where Lorelai looks like surprised or like caught off guard. And is she worried about Rory becoming her at 16 when she sees Rory and Dean together? She has like this look of panic almost in her face. I think it's multiple things going on. Okay. Like what do yeah, you th- like one of that's one of them. Yeah. That's gotta be one of it. I think it is weird being around imagine like being around like a little your child or it like a niece or a nephew or whatever and they're little and you're used to them just being these like little people mm-hmm. and then like being like, Oh my god, they're gonna start dating. Right. That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird feeling. Uh and that she's doesn't know that Rory didn't tell her about this. Yeah. Yeah. She's used to being the best friend. So she feels like, what? You didn't tell me? Like, you're out here getting bracelets and presents from him? Come on. Like, how serious is this? And why didn't he come inside? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's like a moment of, is she hiding? Is she intentionally hiding this? Or is it just that they wanted, like, a moment, you know, to themselves kind of thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. But there is, like, a a sense of panic, I think, Mm -hmm. at the end. Like, what does this mean for us? Where is this going? Mm -hmm. And also, I just want to say, how refreshing to not have... Max Medina in this episode. Yay. <laughs> I'm sorry, we we really bitched it all him last. Week. <laughs> yes, we did. And it was a nice break, although we did kind of bitch about Dean. Yeah. But he had some more redeeming moments in this episode. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to get better about it, guys. Yeah. Um, no Kirk in this episode, so no, no jobs to add. In this episode, we had 21 pop culture references. That is the most we have had so far. Yeah, that we've caught, because I'm sure in the other, other episodes we've missed something. Yeah, so. but we were always in the ballpark of like 11 or 13, you know, not. Mm-hmm. But this episode, she really was rattling them off. And you'll see, Elise has Amy, been... Amy Sherman Palladino up. Yeah, exactly. True. Very true. Elise has been very busy on our TikTok. It's the same as our Instagram underscore growing up Gilmore underscore. She posts all of our pop culture references there so you can see them. It's been really fun uh, with people seeing them and being like, thank you for doing this because I had no idea what they were talking about or Mm -hmm. they just make references to make references. Yeah. Cause you don't always want to look up what they're talking about. Right. So if you're a big fan of the show or whatever, it's kind of fun to, even if you're not a big fan, it's kind of fun to see whatever pop culture they're referencing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's kind of all over the place. It's not really like 
in one area of pop culture, it's like sometimes we have criminals, sometimes we have movie stars, sometimes we have, you know, it's like all over. Like who could possibly know this many different parts of pop culture, but the it's Gilmore totally, Girls yeah, do. It's yeah, totally awesome. That is where we will end today. Next week's episode is Kiss and Tell. Ooh, nice. This is a pretty big one. It's a Thanksgiving episode, which is appropriate because we are approaching Thanksgiving quickly. I think that episode will come out after. the week after Thanksgiving. Unless we release two next week. Right. That'll be a fun one. Really loved having Amy write two episodes in a row. I think that made a big difference with the flow and the character development that we got in these last two episodes. It really kind of brought us somewhere, mm -hmm. which was nice. It felt like there was intention, which is important. Thank you so much for listening. Please, 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 again, leave us a review. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Um, we are on Spotify and Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, mm -hmm. Amazon. We're on them all now. And if you have any theories on the color red, please let us know. Yes, because <laughs> even at the end, they were both wearing red. Yeah. So I'm so curious what people think about that. But yeah, thank you so much for listening again. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.